1: All right, our first show, Coley. What's going on, man? Good morning. How are you?
0: Good morning. I I'm, I was on time. That's
1: what I am. Yeah. How about you? Um, whose show is this?
0: <laughs> Ours.
1: Who was <is> late? <laughs> you. It's good to know um, why the East Coast and the West Coast don't really always see eye to eye. Um, because East Coast dudes are snitches. I see that. Appreciate <laughs> <it>. <laughs> All right. So that's how we going. Hey, let's get into let's get into some games last week. What, do you, what, what did you think about last week? Let's go with the New England Patriots first. Uh, please, please unload your frustration, give us some highs and some lows, but also I'll tell you this, Coley. as a former athlete, I would love for you to look at it from both perspectives. One, the perspective as a football player, uh, also the perspective as a fan, but also understand how many times have the New England Patriots been winners years before the fans were actually believing in uh, Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, and, R- and Robert Kraft. So just remember that before you start spouting off as if uh, you are always a strong supporter through the lean years of uh, what the New England Patriots um, were before they became the dynasty.
0: Yeah, I mean, my... My one of my earliest memories was I was at Randy Moss's first professional game, which was a preseason game in New England. Okay. Uh, and my they had a big inflatable slide outside because uh, they were doing stuff for the fans. I was just a young kid. Yeah. I went down. How old were my, you at that time? So this was ninety seven, ninety eight. So I was eight, eight, eight or nine. Randy
1: Moss was he was with the Minnesota Vikings.
0: Yeah. 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 Uh, so I was eight, probably around eight.
1: Um, so you, I went down the big, I think you were a big eight too. You weren't like a, you weren't like I, me, a small eight. You were a big eight.
0: I, <laughs> honestly, we were probably the same, same size. Me at eight, <laughs> you right now, probably the same weight, just di- I, no muscle definition. Uh, but other than that, um, and then my father came down the slide after me for sure. Dislocated my shoulder. Uh, I was just landed right on top of me. But I, I listen. I smiled through the pain. I was excited. Uh, Randy Moss immediately caught like an 80-yard bomb, as he's one to do. So that's how long I can I can remember being part of this. So it hasn't always been sunshine and rainbows. Uh, yeah. And right now, we're definitely not in a sunshine and rainbow uh, era. I like the defense. Yeah. You want to talk about the highs? I do like the yeah. defense. I know they just what do you gave like
1: up about the defense.
0: I mean I it I like the front seven a lot. Like the linebackers were a lot faster this year. A lot faster. Mm-hmm. Last year they were very, very slow and old, which was tough to see because Dante Hightower is one of my favorite players of all time. And it was it it looked like the end of the road for him last year, which was painful for me to watch. Um so they they upgraded there with with speed. The whole team looks faster than last mm-hmm. year. Like that last is- year when we Last year when we played Buffalo in the playoffs, the speed difference was jarring. Just the athleticism overall was yeah. jarring that difference. So I like that the defense is flying around. Uh, I like that Matthew Judon has has stepped up and it's a, he's kind of taken ownership of that front seven. What um, I and like the secondary, we lost J.C. Jackson. We we traded Stephon Gilmore last year, and so that was a big question. I feel like they're doing a pretty decent job held. Yeah. Uh, held Miami to 16 week one. They look like they're for real, uh, especially after what they did to this Ravens defense last week. Um, And then this week it was like every time they needed a stop, they would make it. And then the, the offense would just stall out and give the ball right back. And it's like, yeah, the defense gave up 37, but how much of that is on the offense? You know what I'm saying? Like how much of that is the offense not being able to sustain a drive, putting them right back on the field after they've made a big stop. That feels deflating to me as a fan, obviously as a player, I don't know how that feels, but it's like, if I just took my helmet off, we just made a big stop against the MVP front runner, Lamar Jackson. Now I got to go back on the field and try and stop that guy. Like what, what do I like? How much more do I have to do?
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. So with everything you're saying, I'm trying to figure out, right. And this is, this, this is the, I, I love this back and forth. This is the best part about this. Is uh, as a, as a former player, I, I'm I'm really confused on where you're going with this. Like, I'm st- I still don't. I, I'm trying to follow. Like, what's your point?
0: Well, you asked me what I like about the team, and the, yeah. or the higher and the lower. The high, I think, is the defense. Like, and the low. But it,
1: in in everything you just said, all you really did is give me a few nuggets, but you still slid in passive aggressive complaints
0: yeah that the offense is is not what it should be uh and i
1: so okay so let's let's break that down what what is this offense should be you got a quarterback you got a, a young quarterback who mm-hmm. is athleticism is not at the top of the food chain with him definitely he, what's at the top of the food chain with mac jones is processing information
0: and that's where my problem is If that's at the top of his food chain, he's doing a a, not a great job of processing information. He's been stuck on his first read pretty much all year. When it's a play where uh, Devontae Parker's his first read, he's staring him down. I believe all of his interceptions, maybe not that last one when he got hurt, but up until that point, every interception he's thrown this year has been at Devontae Parker because he's staring him down. He's not coming off of him. And the Steelers saw it. The Dolphins got it on the first drive of the year.
1: So how about the sack? How about how about the sack fumble where he was hit from behind? Was that Devontae Parker and Mac Jones' fault? Mac didn't
0: look at the like well, I've watched that replay a couple times. He didn't check the whole field, but I put that on Trent Brown and the rookie Cole Strange. That was on the offensive line uh, communication has gotten <laughs> better each week, but week that was against Miami week one the offensive line was
1: so this, bad. This is where like I'm I'm quietly rolling my eyes because. What? Because you seem like you just don't – it for me, you just don't like Mac Jones.
0: Right now, I don't.
1: Right this very second, it is, I don't. It is, it is very apparent that you don't like Mac Jones. when he's So
0: how should I feel as a fan when it's third and goal? Three points very much keeps us in the game. We're only down, I believe it's 28-20 at this point. Three points very much keeps us in a game. Uh, I guess a team we shouldn't – be in a game with still uh and it's third and goal even a sack still in field goal range nick folk just set the record most uh consecutive sub 50 yard field goals in nfl history (laughs) he takes taking a sack isn't a problem here he backpedals 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 throws up a 500 ball to three ravens and once again devontae parker right into marlon humphrey's bread basket like i'm supposed to be like get him next time mac
1: on that play Devontae Adams lost. He, he lost that route. He sh- I, he should have protected the throw. I <sighs> don't you, know about. What, he I, he I, threw it. Here,
0: he threw it sky high. It wasn't even like he wasn't even close
1: to him. Well, what was the route?
0: I don't know the route off the top of my head. But he, he, for someone goal. who's been underthrown every other pick, this one being an overthrow 15 yards away was was shocking. Man, this is. You think throwing a uh, throwing a pop fly into triple coverage is Devontae Parker's fault?
1: No, I'm not saying it's Devontae Parker's fault exactly. I'm just saying, like, I'm talking about the goal line pass. I don't know. I'm talking about yeah. the goal line pass that uh, Martin Humphreys. It, 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 it's the back and end zone. Devontae, mm-hmm. Adam, uh, Devontae Parker is, is, is obviously a big body receiver. Mm-hmm. So you're throwing it up, right? If you go back. He threw him a sideline pass that was seven point four percent probability of Devontae Adams, uh, Devonte Parker catching that pass.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That was a great makes throw. the yeah. catch. Okay, you're in the back of the end zone. Is your ball or nobody's ball? He throws it up, and he's get he's 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 jousting fighting with the DB. So go route. Big 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 boy catch in the back and end zone, you you can't go inside. You have to go outside.
0: Well, that's where it's like – I. that's where I don't know what the route was because watching the replay, I'm, Devontae was at the front. Have,
1: yeah, I don't have to know what the route is. It's the back the end zone. The throw is to protect.
0: Sure. Right? No, and I, I, I understand that's what the throw historically is. On this one, I don't know that that was – like I, I feel like he's getting a little bit more credit here.
1: I'm not trying to give him credit. I'm just trying to understand – like, this is the part as, as, as that I'm always intrigued with fans. They want to crown someone running MVP, right, through week three, uh, uh, front leader for MVP. And oh, then yeah. as soon as some things don't go well, they're ready to take them in the back of the barn like old you <laughs> and put them to, you know, put them to rest. So well, I'm, I'm I, was talking about, I
0: was talking about Lamar, not Mac as front runner. No,
1: I'm right. I'm just using I'm just using what you for said. Sure. Because yeah, everybody's sure. saying Lamar is now in the he's he's the front runner for for the MVP, which when I look at his numbers, I'm going, that's crazy. Right? He right. put up great numbers, unbelievable numbers. And then now all of a sudden, Lamar is a front runner where you still have Jalen Hurts, you still have Josh Allen. I'm not trying to take anything away. I'm, I'm just the – quarter, the, the quarterback play has literally been so – it it has been remarkable. It's divided in half. You either have good quarterback play or bad quarterback play.
0: This year specifically, it's been like very noticeable. I feel it's, like even yeah, – I mean, it's crazy. Even two years ago, it was like, man, there's a, a lot of quarterback talent in this league. And now it's like, where did it go? Like, it all yeah. vanished.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it just disappeared.
0: Yeah, and I don't care for it. I For one, <laughs> like, you talk about this weekend in particular. Wasn't a great so let's weekend for football. All right, let's wasn't a great weekend, weekend for
1: football. Let's just go down a list. I'll say, mm-hmm. I'll say a few games, and you tell me what your impressions are.
0: Of the game okay? or the quarterback?
1: Just both. Whatever. 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 Okay. It's, your okay. world. it's your world. I'm just living in it, All right. <laughs> okay. Cincinnati Bengals, 27, New York Jets, 12. What was your impression of that game?
0: I don't want to say anything too bad because we know Robert Sala keeps receipts. I don't want to end up on his receipt list, but the Jets are terrible. Uh, I love that Joe Flacco's leading the league in, in attempts. <laughs> They're just like, well, you're not here for a long time. You're here to, you're here to chuck that thing. We, we don't care about anything else.
1: However, they've used two draft picks, two years in a row, and really good running backs. Mm-hmm. Michael Carter, right here from Charlotte, down here oh, in Chapel yeah. Hill, and then they got uh, uh, Bryce Hall, I believe, uh, Brees who's Hall. a yeah Bryce Hall, who's a powerful running back. I mean, really good running back.
0: What do you think of uh, Garrett Wilson, the rookie out of Ohio State? The
1: I, I like the what Jazz. he's doing. He's he's. Well, listen, he, he's, he's picking up exactly where he left off when, uh, uh, last year. I'm impressed with him. It's interesting with Robert Salas and LaFleur because, you know, L- the LaFleurs are from Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, establishing a run. And yet all of these guys who have, have branched off, they ha- they, they have stopped establishing a run.
0: They start shocking. Him. They
1: have yeah. all of these running backs and they stop establishing a run. So I'm really confused on which offense is this going to be. You have a rookie, you you have a young, no longer rookie, but you have a young quarterback. Then you have an old quarterback. And yet you're putting all that stress on offensive line who is rebuilding. Sustain- mm-hmm. You had a uh, Makai Beckham who's, who's sustained an injury. He's out. And yet you're still ducking it and chucking it, establishing no run, establishing, you know, they talk about trying to figure out how to minimize mistakes. Running a football helps a poor offensive line or offensive line that is that is struggling. I don't understand that.
0: Do you think there's it's kind of like a a little kid with a new toy on Christmas when it comes to coaches finally getting that head coach thing? Like, yeah, we're going to we're going to be just throwing it all the time.
1: Or, or you get offense coordinators who are trying to get a new job mm. onto somewhere else, and they start, you know, trying to get too fancy, getting too cute. Philadelphia Eagles versus the Washington Commanders. My first thought: Which Carson Wentz is showing up?
0: <laughs> That's everyone's thought. And if, if people could know, uh, listen, but he wouldn't get traded every year if people knew how to rely on Carson Wentz. That's it's that's the question
1: with him. Yeah. It's been tough.
0: But been Jalen really Hurts, tough. Jalen Hurts is someone I I hope more Jalen Hurtses keep getting chances like this. And not chances to start necessarily, but chances to grow once they get that chance to start. Because the, the leaps he's taken – from Alabama to Oklahoma to Philly and then in Philly. This is something I'm, I'm curious, your take on it, because as a fan, you always hear these storylines like, man, the, the GM drafts a rookie QB just so he doesn't get fired because now he's got an excuse. And then when he doesn't work out, he gets to draft another quarterback. So it's, it's always just kicking the can down the road, as opposed to it's like from ownership down, like, no, you're securing your job, GM, you're su- – securing your job coach you're securing your job QB go Mm -hmm. grow we're actually going to give this some time we're going to plant these seeds and we're actually going to water them as opposed to just pull the ripcord the first chance we get
1: well I believe Nick Sirianni is doing an exceptional job of giving his guys an opportunity they're drafting what one of the key things that I believe people uh, um, people are not noticing the whole A.J. Brown the reason A.J. Brown was traded To the Philadelphia Eagles is the Philadelphia Eagles had a plan. And one of the plans was, right? Not, not allowing the Slim Reaper, Devontae Smith, to be (laughs) able to have a sophomore slump. He cannot support, he cannot support himself. Not because he is incapable. It just, he's never been at the league level. Mm-hmm. He had his fantastic year at college. He comes back, has a dynamic rookie season, shows some promise. One of the things you can do to hurt a young man in his growth in his growing process is not put a better supporting cast around him. And that's what they did. And that's yes, A.J. Brown is going to get his catches, but now you have two horsemen. You have two horses that can run, that can run routes, that can play well. And all of a sudden now, one eats one game, the other eats the next game. And what's going to be interesting is when they both get on the same page and they're both at that level where you have to pick and choose. And even when you pick and choose, that still isn't enough to slow down Smith or Brown.
0: It's like even if you do slow down both of them, Dallas Goddard's right there, and he's going to eat up the Dallas of
1: Goddard. The listen, pe- people were shocked. With Zach Ertz going to Arizona? Why? Dallas Goddard is showing you why they had to move on from from Zach Ertz. It was it was pretty impressive. They saw some things that we had no idea was coming uh, to fruition. So right, you I know I'm bouncing all from- I'm no, bouncing fine. all over the place, but. One of the interesting things, we're going to have to get into it later when we do our segment called Fantasy Versus Reality, right? Because I know you're a fantasy king. You love fantasy.
0: Of course. That's uh, why I'm here today. Wouldn't be yeah. here without it.
1: I hate fantasy. <laughs> but How, how many uh, times
0: has, has during, during your playing days did someone – because I'm sure it was like oh, the second I, I half, half of your it. career.
1: Man, I, just as a commentator, you see and look, you look at the comments, you see the things and you hear people say, oh, that guy sucks because he didn't show up for my fantasy team. Do You think that guy <laughs> woke up and said, hey, I'm going to, you know what? Hey, your fantasy team, I'm not going to show up just yeah. for you. That's yeah, not, take that, that's, check that, Billy. Yeah. That's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, Billy, you started me today. Not yeah. gonna show up just for you. Yeah,
0: sucks to suck.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go. You, what were you gonna ask me about Philly? What? what I was what?
0: gonna say like, do you believe in them? Like the NFC East is whatever, and what we can. Talk no, about the that.
1: NFC East is not whatever. The NFC East is the Philadelphia Eagles' division. It, it, it's their division now.
0: Right, no, think, and that's what I mean. Like the the rest no. of the division doesn't like. I don't care about them crowning them as division champs. If they blow that, that's a, they've got bigger problems. It but happens. And in, in terms of overall league, I know we're only three weeks in, but, like, do you see this team as a legitimate contender this
1: year? I, I believe I, I, I do because look at how their defense is playing and then now with the offense. So th- they're going hand in hand. They're running the ball efficiently. Jalen Hurts is playing really good football is he gonna have a bad game yes is he gonna have a bad game probably yeah right because the other team gets paid too they have pro bowlers they have people they have defensive schemes they they are up at night trying to figure out how do we slow down the philadelphia eagles led by Jalen hurts that's that's gonna happen
0: because even if he has a bad game He's not looking over his shoulder like his coach going to pull me. So, like, what is that you level? Of, yeah,
1: yeah, That's what should. I mean.
0: Like, what level of? Yeah. How does that confidence help? Like the entire team, not even just mm-hmm.
1: him. I think it helps. I, I I believe it helps the team tremendously when you don't have to look over your shoulder when you're when you're being coached because you're a good player, not because we don't want you to screw this up. Right, right. That's a big difference. That I think that I believe that makes the the biggest difference.
0: But yeah, the Eagles are fun.
1: And They're becoming fun. You know a team – talk about Jalen Hurts. You know there's a team that's struggling right now? The Los Angeles Chargers. Holy smokes. There's a few teams – both teams in L.A. have been hit with the injury bug. Yeah, bad. And it's not going to improve.
0: Now, Rashad Snyder out for the play. year already. Uh, which is Which is not great. He is –
1: but he also is a guy who's, he, he, I believe he still needs to keep playing to get better, mm-hmm. right? Even though he's an all pro, he still has some part of his game that he's still refining and improving, um, at, at the level of the NFL, which right. is, which is crazy to say, but it just, it is what it is.
0: Yeah, the Chargers defense, I don't care how banged up the offense is. Defense has to be better than that. Jacksonville yeah, going I, east I
1: was, to west. I was, ex- I was expecting the Chargers defense to be a lot be a lot better and they weren't.
0: Yeah, this um, is this from a fan's perspective, this is what the Chargers do every year. They come in very overhyped. You know they have talent and then did you see the quote uh Staley had after the game as to why Justin Herbert was still in the game with very broken ribs? Because
1: he wanted to he wanted he didn't want to let his teammates down.
0: That's where the coach has to be an adult, no? And be like, listen, we get
1: it. I I wouldn't call – I wouldn't say an adult. What I would say is that's where the coach has to come in. As a competitor, as a player, we have to sometimes – we have to allow the coaches and the coaching staff to protect ourselves from ourselves. Mm -hmm. There's times where I know – When you're injured, it almost sometimes feels like um, punishment. Timeout? Well, yeah, because you're, no, you're not participating with the team. You're doing your own rehab. You go to meetings. Then after meetings, you go in, the tr- you get treatment, right? I, I break down a whole treatment regimen. So when you're injured during a season and you're not on IR, you come in, right, especially in the training camp. Training camp, you, you're talking about training camp. You're <laughs> getting hurt in training camp. Sucks. It's an understatement. So you get hurt in training camp, right? Generally, if you got to be on the field at 8 a.m., man, the player has to be up 6 a.m., 5 a.m. getting treatment before the meetings. Then you go out to practice and you do whatever you need to do to help you uh, get prepared and ready to do your on the field activities for your restricted um work out for whatever illness or ailments that you have uh rebuilding the ACL, MCL or uh um quad or hamstring pull, right? So you you do all that stuff, then you go watch practice. Then after practice, you get more treatment. Then you go have lunch. Then you have more treatment after lunch. Then they go back on the field And then you do some kind of rehab after that. Then you go shower. Then you have – they may give you lunch off. Then you go to meetings. Then after meetings, you do treatment again. That is what you do to get back on the field doing training camp. Right. I remember one time I was so frustrated with the process when I pulled my hamstrings that I literally – Looked at the trainer. His name was Mark Shermansky. We called, I called him the Shermanator, <laughs> right? I looked, at Sher, I looked at Sherm, I looked at him, I said, you will not break me today, Sherm. Mm-hmm. He goes, we're on the same team. I said, are we? Because <laughs> it sure doesn't feel like it. <laughs> Sherm, you will not break me. You will quit before I quit. <laughs> and and that's how it felt. That's how getting injured feels. You feel like you are like you're the you have leprosy, you're off to the side. You 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 know, coaches may say little things, man. Sure it'll be good to get you back, huh? Right. Right? Like they just say little things like like you woke up and said, Hey, who wants to get hurt today? I do, I do, that's kind of how it works. But that's how you're treated. And so in training, in the regular season, you basically come to work and you're getting treatment in between meetings. You go to all these meetings. You are sitting in the meetings, keeping up with the game plan mentally. But while the players are on the field, you're getting rehab. So you go eat lunch. You have no appetite because you haven't done anything. Mm you work out you're just treated so differently at times it really feels like punishment so sometimes you want to just play because you don't want to be you don't want to be treated on the outside if you if you're injured during the season
0: but like if you're Herbert's teammate and the game's over like i know as a competitor the game's never over but it's it's obviously over and the coach pulls him are you holding that against herbert are you like man i can't play for this guy he can't pay th- play through the pain or do you are you more understanding you,
1: you don't you don't know everybody's tolerance of pain is different so how do you, how do how can you say i can't play for this guy because I, I mean that's the part of where you can't question you don't know to the severity of that of the guy's injury like having a separated rib crack crap cracking ribs Everybody's different. I've cracked ribs. I've I've separated my this rib right here is separated to where when I go down a water slide, I go I can it's still a lump right there,
0: right? (laughs) Because it was yes. How often are you going down water slides?
1: Man, I'm rich, bro. I go down (laughs) a lot of water slides. (laughs) Is that is that what being rich is? Just constant water slides? (laughs) No, I'm just saying I go to places like I used I. I used to have a water slide in my backyard. I used to that's have a sick. pool with a water slide.
0: That's sick. So that's I I respect it. I just I didn't expect you for all the examples you're about to give about how frequently your ribs still hurt, I didn't think water slide was gonna be the first thing you said. But I respect it.
1: I, I, I had a water I had a water slide in my in one of my houses, my old house. That it was went down a water slide. <laughs> And that's amazing. I remember, I'm like, ah, I just remember it. Sorry.
0: I, no need to apologize. I, it just <laughs> caught me off guard. All right. It's, <laughs> that's all. <laughs> <laughs> he said my rib hurts when my backyard water slide he hits me the wrong way. That was great. That
1: was incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you asked me.
0: No, for sure. Listen, this is what we want. Uh, this is, yeah. this is the things people don't know about 89 that he had the, the custom water slide in his, and in, in his water park backyard. That's awesome.
1: It was put it like this. It was a back in the day. I did, I did some things that, uh, like house it was like, what was I thinking? listen, I
0: understand being financially secure and making like correct decisions. Buying a water slide for your house, like if you can do that and clearly you're still okay, like that's awesome. There's no reason to be <laughs> apologetic about half buying a water
1: slide. <laughs> you asked me. Anyway. Oh, we <laughs> <laughs> we um, Well, like I said, I separate a rib until this day. I still can feel it. So it's times I remember having to sleep uh, sitting in the chair, laying down was hard to breathe, so it, it, sometimes it's 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 all different you know I was I, last week I was in you know Cleveland Pittsburgh, and I was reminded when uh, uh one of the linebackers for Pittsburgh when he uh hit me and broke three of my transvestoral process in my back. So I'm gonna can, can I girl. take a
0: guess at which linebacker this was?
1: It was uh James Harrison. Timmons? No. Oh,
0: okay. Timmons up,
1: yeah, we dude. threw a little screen to their sideline, hit me. I popped up and popped right back down. <laughs> I was like, no. This not is not <laughs> supposed to feel like this. <laughs> I popped up like, yeah, I'm good. My body said, no, you ain't. You yeah. better go sit back down. <laughs> Disagree. Yeah. <said>, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what do you think about Kansas City and uh, what, what do you think Kansas City is?
0: I'm I'm maybe starting, starting. I'm not all the way there yet. Maybe starting to see why the enemy hasn't gotten that head coaching call yet. If – if him and Mahomes are getting into arguments about taking points before halftime, and then you got Shady McCoy after the game coming out and being like, That guy does not know what he's doing outside of yelling. Uh not a great Who? look.
1: B uh,
0: enemy. That's what McCoy oh, that's what
1: Shady says. Like. I stay out of that. I out <laughs> that's, of that. <laughs> that's what
0: I mean. I don't know. I don't I'm not in the locker room. I don't I don't know a hundred percent. Shady was only yeah. there for a brief time. Um but Mahomes, and, and that was one of those games, even before it, I was looking at it, and I was like, I, I don't think the Colts are this bad. 0-1-1, that, I don't think they're as bad as they're showing. Like, I believe in the defense more than what they had showed the first two weeks. Matt Ryan may be cooked. That's fine. He's still probably their best quarterback in a, in a couple years, even a, a cooked Matt Ryan. Um, the receivers aren't. Best in the league by any stretch of the imagination. Jonathan Taylor, no one can run the ball anymore. The league-wide, no one can run the ball anymore. Jonathan Taylor's been been stalled out all year after running all over the league last year.
1: I just, I think, I just believe teams are adapting. Whatever your strength is that year, if you don't adjust the following year, because you got to understand, for the last six months, your whole job, right? What is the whole job for the AFC South? Stop who? Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor. They have drafted players to stop other players.
0: Yeah, and it's it's understandable. But even I saw someone saying, "Uh, like trap zone run is back." Like as opposed to, like everything's just a trend in the NFL. When yeah, when what's when well, a trend? Because
1: of- it's a trend because coaches are utilizing these six months off to slow it down and the coaches who are running it do not adapt do not believe that the defense coordinators are taking this time or or maybe they're just stubborn i i'm not sure but it just doesn't seem like they understand right all right let's let's jump into let's jump into this segment i've been looking forward to fantasy versus reality Let's jump into CeeDee Lamb. What is your opinion as a fantasy owner, a fantasy guy of CeeDee Lamb?
0: So I've had CeeDee Lamb since he was a rookie. Drafting him straight out of college was very high on him at Oklahoma. Uh, Seemed like the big
1: body. We're talking about 2020.
0: Yeah. Seemed like big body, great hands. Yep. Uh, Seems Greek like, I think like, Dallas. like I'm saying, like I'm saying, seemed okay. like, <laughs> okay. Um, they gave him 88 in Dallas, like that means something. Yep. They they gave him yes, that immediately.
1: Yes. And until, until this moment, though, until this moment that you're about to say, you've been pretty pleased with him. Would you well, agree?
0: Well, what I would say is, even these his first two years when he had Amari on the team and when games Amari was on the field and games Amari was not on the field. There was a difference between his production. So that had yep. been something that stuck with me. And this year it mm-hmm. was his turn to step into that wide receiver one. And it's it's hard to give him uh, a full grade with Dak hurt. However, yep. however, yep. Yes. Cooper Rush put one right on his hands last night and he dropped it. And it happens. Gotcha. you. It does happen, but well, I our
1: receivers do drop passes for sure. How Quarterbacks do overthrow receivers, thousand percent. Okay, I that just want to make happened. sure that wasn't what happened on that play, though. No, not on that play. But understand this: everybody's sitting here, and we're going to go into it with Justin Jefferson too, because oh, yeah. I'm hearing a lot of people complaining about. These two receivers, whoa, whoa, whoa. just blah, 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 let, let, <laughs> let me Let me explain something to you and give you some insight Let's that hear. your fantasy owners don't. So fantasy is he should have caught it, right, fantasy mm-hmm. owners, because he didn't give me my points. Here's the reality. In 2020, C.D. Lamb lined up Why? Lined up wide, right? Mm-hmm. Outside the numbers or near the numbers, would you like to know how many times he lined up his rookie year? Out wide?
0: I, I would love to know.
1: What, what do you think it is? Are
0: we talking percentages? Like how often he yes, did? Yes,
1: we're talking about per- yes percentages.
0: I'm going to say 40%. Yeah,
1: stupid. Nope. <laughs> Six point five percent. Okay, yeah, way off. <laughs> yes. Six point five percent. Okay. Ninety three. Ninety three percent. He was in the slot. That was rookie year. That was his rookie year. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 2021, he lined up wide 59%. Okay. Amari Cooper, 72%. No, 71.9, but 72%. Okay. In the slot, though, he lined up 39%. 2021. And Coop lined up 20 point, 28.1%. Well, you're You're probably going. Well, what's the what's, what's the whole point of all this? The whole point that I'm trying to show you is when you have a dominant number one, a true number one out there, it allows a number two, and I like to call it situational football players. When you have a situational football player like C.D. Lamb, he's he's benefiting benefiting from the situation of having a true number one. Now Jerry Jones may not believe that Amari Cooper was number one, a number one type of guy, but also you're talking about Michael Gallup was playing well, mm-hmm. that has uh, Cedric Wilson Jr. playing well, all of these factors impact one player that allows you to start to believe as a fantasy owner here, the reality he's playing well based off circumstances and situations and the, and the building of the team. So when you're drafting a player, you got to also understand who you're drafting. You're drafting a situational football player who's benefiting and eating well and should be and looking like a dominant wide receiver because he's going against twos, threes, and fours. Right. He's not eating at the table with the big dogs. He's eating at the table with the big dogs. But being covered. By non big dogs. And now all of a sudden he's the big dog. Amari Cooper has gone. Right. 2021 yards per reception. Actually, 2020, 12.1. 2021, 12.6. Now, 2022. He's in a slot 60% of the time. And he's out wide 39% of the time. Why am I bringing all this up? My point is just to kind of show you that. Who's who while he's in a slot six percent of the time, who's out wide? Noah Brown. Did you say nobody? <laughs> the say? Ohio
0: State's Noah Brown.
1: Okay. <laughs> and who are they putting on Noah Brown and who are they putting on CD Lamb?
0: Right. I imagine they're putting number ones on CD and number twos, threes even on, on Noah Brown.
1: And that's starting to – and Noah Browns is starting to look like the new who. The new – well, I,
0: I guess he's technically looking like C.D. from last year as opposed to C.D. trying to look like Amari.
1: Because C.D. is still learning the position. Right. Is C.D. going to be okay long-term? Absolutely. I was
0: going to say, if, he's, he doesn't, what, if he doesn't drop he that is. pass he last night.
1: Le- he's, lear- he's learning what it is to play football. Right. Against the top wire top corners each week and that's not an easy task most people in training for their job are usually are not training in front of people in front of
0: the best people no less like- yes
1: they're <laughs> usually not on Sunday in front of millions of people going hey guys I'm gonna try to figure out this uh this job in front of you usually you get to you get on the job training after hours behind, you know, behind the register. You're you're cooking. Fry, you're learning how to cook the fries. Right. In between. But you have somebody over your shoulder helping you. Amari's not there. Right. And to some degree, not disre- disrespectfully, you have the blind leading the blind. You got Brown, who was in college last year. You got C.D. Lamb, who's now the that. He's the leader of the room who's just trying to figure it out.
0: Right. And I, I guess it would be important does he know he's trying to figure it out or does he think he it already has a if he, out? It doesn't matter
1: it doesn't matter if he knows if he's trying to figure it out. Well, it it's might if happening. he's too
0: overconfident. If he's like no, I already got this and he's not actually trying well, to He does, it to he
1: he does it. have it. He he does have it cuz okay. he's in the he's in the game. But just like anything else you learn. You you uh what was that? How many kids you got? Two. Two. You thought you you thought you knew there were some things with the first one that you thought you were gonna do that you did not realize and you figured it out. Great example, changing a diaper. You ever had a <laughs> blowout? Oh yeah. You thought you were prepared. You were like, I'm just gonna <laughs> change this diaper, didn't you? <laughs> You said I'ma change this diaper.
0: Right? right? And then you yeah. change
1: that diaper, you opened up. You said, Oh <laughs> no. I am unprepared for this situation. <laughs> now your second one. You've dealt with a few blowouts. Uh-huh. Now I'm guessing you've had a blowout with this one, and even the second one blowout has shot you from the first blowout <laughs> you've experienced. <laughs>
0: It's a it's a box of mysteries every time you you rip so, that. So
1: uh, so 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 how come you can't use that same patience with the football player who who he's figuring it out too?
0: Oh, of course, I'm not angry at CD by any stretch, and even You're last disappointed. night he put well. That, I'm disappointed. I was more disappointed. Dak got hurt because I do believe he CD's got the the, the talent where even if he is still figuring it out, like even if he has a rough day, it's still going to look better than other people's good days. That's where I'm at with CD. So it's like, great job. Like like last night he put up, he put up eight for 85 and a, and a touchdown, I believe. And so it's like, he has that big drop, which even from a non fan, it definitely happens. But even if I'm a Cowboys fan, I'm not thrilled. Um, but even if he if he can, if he brings that one in now, you're looking at nine for a buck 30 and a touchdown. And that's a massive night. Not saying eight for yeah. 85 isn't a great night. Of course it is. But he was one play away, even with the backup quarterback from having like a week, a league winning night.
1: Yep. All right. So I, I got one. I, I got one better for you. Let's break down Justin Jefferson. Yeah, folks
0: I've got him on the squad, too. <laughs>
1: There's a, there's some folks because me we were doing the text and some people are saying tell tell me what you were sa-. you remember you sent me on the text I think it was YC or it was you is Justin is this an anomaly or is this what we need to know about Justin Jefferson moving forward is he gonna stink this bad
0: <laughs> That's not how I t- I said he was he was an Alcatraz he was locked
1: up <laughs> they got him
0: <laughs> they got him behind bars all
1: right i got I, I i got some numbers for you right so think about Damn. this so there's this there it, average depth of target game one eleven point five he was in a slot thirty five percent of the time twelve times he was out wide sixty one percent of the time sixty two percent of the time twenty one times okay That's game one against the Green Bay Packers. Okay? Yep. Now, looking at his performance against the Green Bay Packers, Rasul Douglas, two targets, two receptions, 11 yards, 55, uh, 5.5 yards of reception, had nine yards of yak. uh, Longest was uh, 11-yard catch. um, One first down. Okay? Mm Mm-hmm. They had him lined up in the slot. This was obviously going against in the slot because he had him lined up against Preston Smith. Okay. One catch, five yards. Then they had him against Walker, the, uh, the, the will linebacker. One catch, 22 yards. He's obviously in the slot. Now we go against Eric Stokes. One catch, 20 yards, uh, seven yards of yak, longest, uh, 22 yard reception, um, uh, one first down. Darnell Savage going against a free safety, had him in the slot, two catches, 85 yards, yard of reception, 42.5. Yak, 27 yards, 22, Um uh, 64 yards, two first downs. Adrian Amos, three targets, two catches, 41 yards, 22, 20.5. Yak, 20 yards, 21 yards, 36 uh, was the long two first downs, two touchdowns? That was against the Packers. Now, when I go against game two against Philly, he went against uh, Slay. Slay's playing well. Twenty-two times he was out wide for forty-three percent in the slot, fifty-four percent of the time. Twenty-eight times, average depth of target nine point two. Slay is playing really good, outstanding football. Out of his mind. But here's the other thing. What is is Alan Thielen doing? Alan Thielen wasn't playing great either. Sometimes you're going to have a bad day in front of everybody. Then week three against Detroit, average depth of target. And this is where the football player, I mean, the analyst, his average depth per target against Detroit what do you think it was? So it was 11.5 11, then. Okay. Yep. Numbers are declining. 9.2. Now here Detroit didn't play well. Guess what it was?
0: I'm guessing it's sub-5. Great. 4.4. 4.
1: <laughs> Outwise 70% of the time. I can tell you based off just this information, without even looking at the score, they didn't win. Yeah. They did win, though. Yeah. My point is, looking at this, you're going to – when you have a big game in the first couple of games, the next couple of games, you're not – you're almost going to go on a milk cart. You're going to disappear. It's going to be hard – for a defensive coordinator to keep his job, if you allow the player's best receiver to go cuckoo on you, to to act like you you you've been living under a rock. You cannot allow a guy to go ham week one and then week two and week three, and week four. That just doesn't you doesn't happen. You're is is somebody's gonna get fired if that exists? So
0: how come? And I, I get what you're saying. They're gonna key on him. But last year, Cooper Cup felt like every week was getting the touchdowns, getting hundred yards.
1: And he and he was. Yeah. And that is, I love what you said. And if you go backwards, what did what did the Rams have to do, and what did they lose in the process Odell. of constantly force feeding Cooper Cup? What do you mean? What did Deshaun Jackson do? In Philly? No. You said Cooper Cup. Right. He was with the Rams. You right. forg- See, you forgot. Deshaun, Deshaun Jackson. Was jackpot won. was on there last year? He was. Oh, did he get hurt? No. He asked for a trade. Yeah. Okay,
0: now it's coming back to me. I did forget all about that.
1: Robert Woods got hurt. Right. Only person was catching passes was who? Cooper Cup. Cooper yeah. Everybody else was almost seeming like a decoy. Mm-hmm. They were clearing yeah. it out for Cooper Cup. The same thing that happened this opening week, the Bills versus the Rams with Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup called, uh, sh- sh- called a million passes. And yeah. what happened? Lost. Lost. Defense coordinators are not going to allow that to happen. So I go back one more year. Go back 2021. I always like looking at film. Like when I look at film, I will look at a player, where he is today, but then I, where did he start? Mm-hmm. 2021, 452 times in it, it, summarizing Justin Jefferson in the sli- uh, in the out wide, 68.4 percent of the time he was 453 times he lined up wide, 205 times in the slot at 31 percent. Average depth of target 13.3. So he's just got to understand as fantasy owners the reality fantasy is not fantasy is a data driven information point based system. But the reality is you got to understand the numbers don't always tell the truth, and you can't draft a guy thinking he's going to put up those same numbers because the X's and O's and the Jimmy's and Joe's cannot allow you to do that. Every on paper, every play is a touchdown, right? These defense coordinators say, man, I got, I got a, I, my kids go to private school. I, my wife is driving a Mercedes or a minivan, whatever she's driving. That gas does not get in there on its own. You must help me keep it in there. So you got to understand, man, that the fantasy, the part about fantasy football has always lived here. And football is great. It, uh, it, it it divides the 50%. 50% of the fans, like you, they know exactly what they're talking about football. But there's another 50% of the fans that have no idea other than fantasy football. Right. They have no idea. I, I've been called a slot wide receiver. Oh, Steve Smith is nothing but a slot wide receiver. <laughs> I didn't didn't start playing in slot until I was older.
0: Right, right.
1: Just got to understand, man, and me and you are going to have this conversation every week. Fantasy versus reality.
0: Well, even talking on, on Justin Jefferson and these defensive coordinators, so it's like week one, they didn't really put Jair Alexander on him for the majority of the game, like we've seen these last two weeks with Okuda and Slay. Why – is is that Green Bay being like, hey, it's week one, we want to see where everyone's at? Is that – Sometimes
1: like, I don't even – sometimes I wish I would know because you'll talk to coordinator, I'll talk to coordinators, and sometimes they, they're like, man, I don't know what we were thinking. <laughs> Feels like a bad answer. They just know what he was thinking. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what he was thinking, right? Let's talk – look – Man, here's one I dislike. All through the broadcast for the Carolina Panthers playing playing the, the New Orleans Saints, kept hearing, yeah, man, these quarterbacks and the receivers, they got to get on the same page. Man, that's how you divide a team. You start talking about oh, these all these receivers and they need to get on the same page. Man, there were some passes I saw that was thrown this weekend by a lot of quarterbacks that, that that receiver ran a 18-yard comeback. He came out of break, beat his DB, and the ball was thrown out of bounds. How yeah. does that get on the same page? That's not getting on the same page. What that is, is sometimes the coaches protecting their biggest asset. That can divide a team. Where all of a sudden the coach starts talking about the receivers need to do a better job of catching a ball. How many... How many times did a receiver run a route and a ball was overthrown when he was scot free? Man, I, I'm going to go back in these. I got to go back in my notes because I, I, I was watching a game and I literally thought, right? And you remember I put this in a text, watching the, watching the offense of some of these Sunday games. It was cold, 45. It was malt liquor. It was the bottom of the barrel offensively that I've seen. Like it was just, let me be honest, just nasty. Yeah, it was. Incredible. Just a just a bad taste in your mouth. Just cheap wine. Just it was just <laughs> tough. It was tough.
0: How how what advice would you give DJ Moore right now? Like for his for his I, own I to, for his own headspace, for his own comfort. Man, what advice does DJ
1: Moore need right now? That's that's a that's a fantastic question. I really don't. He's in a tough spot. Because it's a bad, it's a bad combination for a lot of things. There's some, it, there's inconsistency, right? And you you're probably going to laugh about this. There's some inconsistency on a quarterback play, but there's some inconsistency because he's hesitant because he's under duress. Right. right. There's a few times I I saw Baker wanted to throw, and I'm like, man, throw the ball. And then I go back, and I I rewind the copy. Well, he wanted to throw the ball, but he actually made a a good um, view because there was a play where he scrambled out, but Pete Warner was in the throwing lane of the route, and pressure was coming, so he's, ah, I don't want to throw the pick. I don't want to jam it through and play hero ball and I got somebody in my lap. So yes, earlier on, Baker Mayfield and Jameis Winston were inconsistent, mm-hmm. but the protection was inconsistent as well. So that made them hesitant. It's I like trying to it's like, it's like Frogger or chicken. You're trying to go, you're trying to cross the street when it looks like traffic is slowing down, then here comes a speeder, and then all of a sudden that throws it off and the other cars come.
0: On the other side of the field that game, what did you think of Chris Alave, the rook- another rookie? I oh, Chris
1: Olave, he's going to be – uh, let me make sure I get my notes. I believe he's going to be a heck of a football player. So he was the.
0: He was my wide receiver one for this draft class. I know your word carries a little bit more weight than mine, but when I was looking at...
1: Sometimes it does, but sometimes it doesn't. So. <laughs> Every,
0: when I was looking at everyone from this class, and I thought it was a pretty talented class, I thought he was the best. And Drake London for the Falcons has been incredible. He was the first wide receiver I, taken. I think
1: I, the only thing about Drake... I, uh, I, currently, the way the NFC South is structured, I think Drake London will do really well i don't believe drake london can play in the afc north if you get what i'm saying
0: soft it sounds like (laughs) soft that's
1: i i just i i don't want to say soft i don't think he's soft i just don't think he's as physical as his appearance seems okay so he's like me big for nothing no, I don't say. I I just don't. I think as a rookie right now, he cannot play the AFC South, the NFC South. I, I I think currently the way the the way the NFC South is structured right now, currently, this is the best division for him right now, at a young at a young age.
0: Interesting. So, he, but he can't. That's something he can add. You don't think that? I think
1: he can. But they're like. There were times against Seattle cuz Seattle's a little bit f- more physical. Mm-hmm. There were a few times where I thought he should have had to pass. Or I thought he, maybe he should have he should have been able to get off that release and he got hung up a little bit.
0: Was I, he might have been one of the younger guys taken in this draft too. I don't think he He was. was.
1: He is yeah. a young guy. He's that's I think he's I a thought. junior.
0: Yeah, yeah he, that's what he, I thought. He's a so. young guy. So, yeah, so you think toughness is something that can be learned, not necessarily something you're – and I don't want to keep saying toughness. That level of physicality.
1: I think that level of – I think it can be learned because – I'll give you an example of myself. Back when I played in Utah, we were the Mountain West. We played Air Force. Love our service men and women. They are not football – not all – every single one of them (laughs) are football players. Agreed. Okay. They could they protect our country, but catching a football, running and blocking is not their expertise. That is not what they're going to school for, right? Facts. Wyoming. Name me other than Josh Allen. Name me someone else from Wyoming. Thank you. Uh, I think Theo you, you answered it. Thank Theo you, Theo
0: Ratliff. Huh? Theo Ratliff.
1: In football, not basketball.
0: <laughs> I don't even know. About you like
1: me, how the Denver Nuggets? How you like that, huh?
0: Pretty good. It wasn't the SEC.
1: No. So I go to the Shrine game and I'm lined up against some 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 Texas guys, some Oklahoma, Mississippi State. And man, the first play, they jammed the snot out of me. Right? Because I'm not used to that. I'm used to playing zone coverage. I'm used right. to free release, find a hole, sit in. And all of a sudden I was like, whoa. Line back up. And I was like, all right, I got to figure this out when you donate and what i'm trying to say is if you're a driver and you have your driver's license and you've been driving in Maine if you've been driving in Kansas City and then all of a sudden you move to a big city like Times Square <laughs> Los Angeles to 405 at three o'clock in the afternoon on a Tuesday. It's different much. Not saying that you're incapable of being a quality driver, but it's just going to take some time for you to adapt, for you to learn how to be aggressive, hit your horn. I'm getting over here. Get out of my way that you just got to learn it. I'm not saying that he's soft. I'm just saying that he's inexperienced in the physicality of playing in the National Football League, and it's going to take some time. Jamar Chase looked like he couldn't catch a cold butt naked with the flu shot in his system <laughs> in the preseason, and he comes out and balls after three or four games.
0: Right. Sticking with the, the Falcons, this was last week, Arthur Smith, uh, head coach, said that when asked why Kyle Pitts wasn't getting the ball more, he said, this isn't fantasy football. If you're the player he says that about, what's going through your head? Because when I hear that, it sounds like he's saying Kyle Pitts stinks, which is a weird thing to say.
1: Kyle Pitts doesn't stink. Agreed. Mariota is a is a one-read pony. How about that? I'm, I, I'm not impressed with Mariota. I, I believe Mariota is there because he allows them to run their offense with some familiarity and for them to continue to build this team. I, th- I believe Arthur Smith is a fantastic coach. What he's been able to do with Mariota has been magnificent. But let's be honest, Mariota is a okay. Mariota is duct tape, right? He's going to, he's just going to get you past. He's not going to take you over the hump. There are some things that some of these quarterbacks in the National Football League that are in the bottom half. At some point, they their deficiencies will rear their head at the wrong moment in the football game. Geno Smith, Marcus Mariota,
0: Mac Jones,
1: Mac Jones. There are some, and and there's various reasons why. Sometimes they're young. Sometimes they have experienced some things that are gonna hurt them. But it's football, man. Football, I what I love about football is you know, at some point you can you you only can out scheme so much, and then what somebody has or doesn't have is gonna show up in the game. You can get lucky, you you can you can you can fake it till you can't make it, but at some point it, 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 you're gonna find yourself Realizing on a full freeway or in Times Square that you have no you're really not qualified. To drive this taxi. Just because you got your little certificate, just because you're in a yellow car. With some checkerboards on it doesn't mean that you're a certified dynamic taxi driver. Right. So that leads me to to this guy. Man, I, I, I'm interested to see how, how long does Tua Tagovailoa play at the pace that he's playing at right now? Leading the league, 739 yards passing, one read guy, right? What's interesting is I was watching the passes he's throwing. It seems like to me, I'm like, man, these receivers are catching contested passes. Then I look at the stats. They're the most wide open receiver group in the league. <laughs> Mike McDaniel's is doing a fantastic job. It's yeah. remarkable.
0: It reminds me—they are running
1: scot free.
0: Yeah, it reminds me of early McVay when he had golf cooking with the Rams. Like everyone was just wide open, running, running all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, I. This is tough because two, uh, should two have even come back into that game? Uh, like, that was are you buying that? That You're was a back, it looked like
1: we look like Bambi being born.
0: <laughs> that was a class classic back injury, uh, stumbling <laughs> and falling to the ground like that. That's what yeah. I
1: Okay, what <laughs> <laughs> looked like he was his first day on earth, huh? That was a good Hey, it look like one of them, uh Animal Planet movies right there. Huh? One of those shows I watch with my son, me and Deuce. I, first of all, I love Animal Planet. Just let oh, me yeah. let you know, I love the nature shows. And he looked like he was just born, right? <laughs> and that boy is like legs. Who, I, nobody knows what these are. What are
0: all? We, we were saying yesterday after the game when he was giving Josh Allen that hug that he was saying, like, man, I can't wait to play this game right now. Like, he had no idea what time it was, <laughs> where, where he was. Like so You what?
1: said at the end of the game, he was yeah. starting the game. Yeah, he huh?
0: was like, I can't wait to go out there and compete, Josh. And yeah. Josh was like, man, I'll, I can barely stand from this heat. Like, I need
1: to go back to Buffalo. Like, get, get me yeah. out of here. That was – yeah. my, my biggest thing that I, I guess if if we're going to nitpick my nitpick is: How long is he going to be able to sustain carrying a load? The thing that I love that Mike, that Mike McDaniel's is doing is, I, I read a quote that he said, with that that's just been sit, it's just been sitting with me. McDaniel's built the team around speed; he sure has speed, yeah. but also physicality on defense. This defense is. Very physical. Very physical. They blitz. They most blitzing team in the NFL is really good.
0: Yeah, I was I was down on the defense coming into the year because I was that high on Brian Flores and him leaving. I didn't know what it was going to look like, but you even talked about it earlier. That blitz, that that strip sack on Mac in Week One, that corner blitz is what they were doing last year. They blitzed corners more than anyone in the NFL last year under Flores. If they're still going to be keeping a lot of those concepts and just adding Mike McDaniel's offensive ingenuity, yeah, that's a a terrifying team.
1: Let me tell you, so his offense is is crazy. Yeah. But here's a guy, too, that I'm a little bit surprised. Only 35 yards rushing in the third quarter, up to the third quarter. They haven't had really a a, a bona fide – uh, kind of four minute offense in the fourth quarter where they can just run it out. You remember that old North, North Turner where they score a whole bunch of, score 20 something, 27 points in the first three quarters in the, and then they get about eight minutes into the fourth quarter and they just run it out. Mm-hmm. That isn't happening anymore. And I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to see it. We have all these stellar quarterbacks and we have all these great, fantastic running backs. And yet we're not seeing a we're never we haven't seen a four minute offense yet to just kill the game. They're coming down to the wire. Like oh, it is oh. like like watching football games, watching bad football games upsets my stomach because the, the malt liquor that that we're, we're drinking when we're watching these these bottom half teams. But then the, the anxiety, the tums. That I have to have because it's so much coming down to the wire of like Josh Allen underthrowing that pass to tie the game. I'm like, oh my, it's it's crazy. It's it's such a J- Jekyll and Hyde. It's, it's it's bananas. It's it's um the top teams are top. The below teams are so watered down. It's it's. It's it's bananas.
0: Well, so I sent you this stat uh, on Sunday that you took. Uh, you you didn't you hated it immediately. Um, the Bills over the last two years, oh and six in one score. Yeah, there games. you go with well, yes. that little. Well, I wanted to talk about it on here because you didn't. I wanted your how you felt about this because kind of what you were just saying about the Dolphins, the their inability. It seems like, and you you can point to this game, the underthrow. I would say they 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 ran eighty plays that game. They they had Who more than it? the Bills. They ran more no, than 90. twice. Not excuse me, ninety. It's uh, okay. To it's what convenient. I believe, what the Dolphins ran, what thirty five. Like a, not a 35. lot of plays at all. Get, get yeah. your numbers together, bro. So they ran three times as many plays, roughly, roughly three times as many plays. You're the statistician Actually, me, here.
1: Time of possession for the B- Buffalo Bills: forty minutes, forty seconds. Nineteen twenty for yeah. the Dolphins. First downs for the Bills, 31, Dolphins, 15. Total offense. Here's where I, I – I, I, this is where when you made that statement, you, you, I look at it as a football player. I don't care how you do it. I don't care what the score is. You cannot play 17 weeks of football and give up 497 yards and think you're going to win every week. Right. That at some point is going to get you in trouble. Right. We've seen it with the Kansas City Chiefs. You can you could have a year of blessings, right? Mm-hmm. Where all of a sudden <clears throat> you give, you, you start every game, giving a team a 14 point head start and, and, and play miracle ball. But at some point you're going to go again, against a bus all with the Kansas City Chiefs experience with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when Tampa Bay Buccaneers won that Super Bowl at home, first team to have a home Super Bowl game. Mm-hmm. 497 total offense. They allowed the Buffalo Bills, and the Buffalo Bills normally, if you score, if you are three yards away from 500, <laughs> and the opposing team who wins the game has 212, you normally don't lose that football game. Right. You normally don't use, lose a football game if you have 90 plays on offense, and the opposing team has 39. Right. You normally don't lose the football game if you punt the ball one time and the opposing team who had the ball for 19 minutes to 20 seconds, 15 first downs to 212 yards, and 39 offensive plays and five punts. You do not believe that the team that has 21 points would have won that game. You would think the team with 40 minutes a time of possession of 40 seconds, 31 first down, 497 yards and 90 offensive plays and one touch and one punt, you would not think they had 19 points.
0: Especially when that other team uh, punted it off their own player's ass like that. There was nothing that said (laughs) the Bills should have lost that game. But the reason I found that stat interesting, that, that stat's not like my Bible or anything, but... When it comes to playoff time, you saw it last year: Bills against the Chiefs. That came down to what was it, twelve seconds, that thirteen seconds yeah. that Mahomes had. Bills couldn't get a stop. A team that can only win blowouts feels like a good problem to have on its surface. But if you can't, if you're tied with the Texans for the worst record in one-score games over two years, that's to me, it's telling. Like. If they like that last year, they won. So that what, game.
1: Is it, what does it tell you? What does it tell you? Tell me, what does it tell you? It me.
0: tells me that they start to look around when games are close. Like why? Why is this other team still hanging around with us? Why haven't they? I know. Why haven't they? Here's what it
1: tells. Here's what it tells me. They're not running a football. They can't. They're not. They don't try. Right. They don't exactly. It. Exactly. They, what it tells me is you don't. You want to play cute ball instead of old school ball. The league right now is too cute at times with the upper echelon team. That is why I dislike and like. I, I, I go back and forth with the Lamar Jackson uh, offense. I dislike it as a wide receiver, especially when I'm watching it. And you got Lamar Jackson in a pistol. You got a running. You got a running back behind Lamar Jackson. You got a tight end, Mark Andrews, and then you send a fullback in motion, and you put man, that is the wing T. <laughs> but then I get excited when you see Lamar sprinting down the field, right? First of all, Lamar Jackson and uh, against the uh against Miami Dolphins. When you watch that football game, if you just watch the offensive plays, you would have thought that the game was played on like. 0.5 like it was fast forward yeah. just because how fast those guys were moving it was ridiculous mm-hmm. how much speed was on there you know how many speeding tickets those guys should have got <laughs> right you should revoke <laughs> Tyreek revoke his license he is yeah. he is running he is blowing through the school zone when he's running when he's running with the ball in his hands like it was so much speed out there Rashad Bateman a yeah. uh, Waddle, all these guys. It was remarkable. It was, it was just fantastic. It was as a wide receivers, it was fantastic football. But what I really thought was interesting is against the the Buffalo, against the Buffalo Bills, the Miami Dolphins, the week before, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle had 32 targets. They barely had eight targets in the second half in the in the in the, in the um, Bills game. That's not alarming to me. What it does tell me is how creative, how smart, and how complex and how many guys that the Miami Dolphins have that can just really play football.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was it was probably tough for Tua to see them with, like, his brain coming out of his ears uh, in that
1: second. Well, I, I, my thing with Tua is what is going to happen when he really has to go to his third and fourth read. He hasn't been pushed to do that yet. He didn't do it very well in college either. That might not you know, be a this he,
0: this year problem if, if it's too. He,
1: he, but see, I, here's if they keep play, if they keep giving up 497 yards right. of to total offense, at some point, which I'm curious to see, how is Tua? Have we seen Tua now? You, have we seen him do a two minute drill?
0: So at the end no. of the first half against the Patriots,
1: kind of. Kind of. Kind of. Okay. Right. I, I'm just I'm interested to see how that's gonna work out. For the sure, last yeah. time he was actually required to do it, they put Fitzpatrick in against the uh Las Vegas Raiders. Right. Because I don't I'm not sure Tua has the comfortability of going off script yet. Has he? Yes. But where he has to sit there and engineer an ADR play drive just by standing at the line of scrimmage, reading the defense, and dissecting it, confirming where he's going as he snaps the ball, sitting there without looking at his wristband and, and hearing Coach tell him who to go to in the ear. Because there are some passes he threw to some guys. Like the one headed catch that Tyreek Hill had was remarkable. Mm-hmm. He should have never threw that ball.
0: Right. He did, I guess, the Patriots, too. He threw one up to Tyreek that should have been picked, and Tyreek just just mossed a rookie. Like, that's really what it came down to. It was a rookie mm-hmm. in coverage. Tyreek knew he could go get it, and that's what it was. But, yeah, he does – seems like he throws a lot of 50-50 balls that his his very talented receivers just happen to go win for him.
1: Yeah. be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. All right, Losa, so what, what, what games do you – what games are you looking forward to this week? Well, I, I'm, I'm interested to see Buffalo and Baltimore.
0: This is, so if this were college, this game would decide the Heisman. You know what I mean? Like they love to give the Heisman out real early in the year. Oh yeah,
1: is- like extremely early. <laughs> uh, we, all we, you should put a head on and call you Lee Corso because that is that was excellent.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they gave RG three his Heisman after like week three. They're like, "This is yours. You've you've earned RG3. it," and not to say
1: he didn't earn it. He was balling at Baylor. Oh up. yeah, Let's he had more. Honest. He, he
0: had more touchdowns than incompletions for like two months that year at Baylor. Like <laughs> he
1: was,
0: he was killing it. But yeah, this is a game. These are these are probably the top two uh, right now, and and that's no disrespect to. So,
1: so, so would you call? Would you say, Lamar Jackson versus Josh Allen is the new? Tom Brady versus
0: like Aaron Rodgers. Hey Manning. Manning, I don't want to be just like I still think Mahomes is I'm I'm not
1: I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I'm just asking like the the weight of this game. Like the you know when we're talking about because you know, we're always comparing, right? We're always wondering. Sure. Oh, sure. But is the is this the new? Is these two guys like the guy?
0: That's where I still have Mahomes, at least ahead of Allen. I would put Allen third of those three. Uh, so
1: who's your, who's number one?
0: Number one would be Mahomes. Four. He's the only one who's won MVP and the Super Bowl. The other, like Lamar's all right, so Mahomes, who's
1: number two? Lamar. Lamar. Yeah. Three. Josh Allen. Four. I don't, I've never. What team does he play for? <sighs> <laughs> ah.
0: Like Rodgers hasn't looked great, Brady hasn't looked great.
1: I'm just talking about young guys. I'm not talking about Oh, old guys. young guys? Yeah. I probably young put guys.
0: I probably put Herbert Her- for. Okay. All right. And 5. 5.
1: You got Still Kyler.
0: Still give me Burrow. Still give me Burrow 5.
1: Burrow? Okay. All
0: right. Cuz Kyler Kyler's great for 8 weeks and then the other eight weeks of the season, it's like where does he go? And I don't know He's if that's him or if that's right. Exactly, I don't know if that's him and in the clause they had to put in his contract, or if that's Kingsbury not actually being a great coach. Like there's, there's a lot of unknowns there still. But I, yeah, it is. Burrow, I'd, right. I'd still put five.
1: So who win, So who wins? Buffalo, Baltimore.
0: <sighs> give me Baltimore.
1: Mm, give me Buffalo. Okay, because I'm I'm st- I'm still concerned about Baltimore's rush. Their front seven is not what they used to be. No, their defense and is their the back game half game. is stru. And their back half is struggle.
0: They didn't want so to they, beat the Patriots the other day. Like they, they, they tried. They, they tried not to. They tried not to. And if Mac <laughs> was like, "No, I mean, you're gonna I, beat us," I promise you.
1: Here's, I think McDonald. Right, I know McDonald. I think he should have. I think. He should have stayed in college one more year. I think his, his defense is still underdeveloped. I don't, I don't think his defense, you know, they're playing a lot of cover three, cover two, and maybe it's because of the corners. I'm not sure. I just, I, I, the deep, Baltimore's defense scares me based off what I saw the letdown with the Miami Dolphins.
0: So, is there anything where, like, a, a team gets a big lead, they take their foot off the gas? Is it impossible to get back on the gas once you've you've taken it off, like in game? I, I,
1: I don't. I'm not sure because we've never seen something like this happen, right? Right, and I think it's not. A, I don't think it's a, a, a anomaly. I think it's something that's going to consistently happen. So, I so I'm picking Buffalo only because. Baltimore's defense concerns me, and I know Buff- they haven't
0: finished. I know Buffalo this last week. I think they were out thirteen starters combined. Yeah, on it was tough, the
1: but they still played well, though.
0: Of course, yeah, yeah, they did. Right? They they did. But it's like, even going back to what Buffalo's I was saying in, earlier,
1: Buffalo's in trouble with their DBs, right? But everything else is is fine. Yeah, Baltimore's. You know, the problem with Baltimore isn't. And the receivers aren't gonna necessarily, you know, be a concern because they run the ball first, pass the ball second.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Is Bakeman gonna catch some passes? Yes. Is so, you know, is one of the receive? Is is Mark Andrews Do gonna Renee. play well? Do yes. Do Renee? Yes. But if they shut down the pass game, I'm more concerned with Baltimore's defense then I am Buffalo's defense just because of what has gone on. It's not like uh, um, when they play the Dolphins, you know, the Dolphins ran all over them and there was a blowout. Right, right. It, you know, they, they held the Dolphins, they held them down pretty good.
0: Yeah, they definitely did. I, I just think the Ravens, I, I just think Lamar is that good.
1: I, think, I agree. He is that good. He doesn't play defense though.
0: No, he sure doesn't. If he did, they'd be undefeated. <laughs> yeah, they would. <were. laughs> they'd be 3-0. and But I, it's oh, that thing. I haven't seen – Buffalo, Buffalo, they – it's like playing NBA Street. Like they get that game breaker on offense and they level up to an unstoppable. You know exactly. what I mean?
1: Exactly. And Lamar Jackson does that. Right. But the difference with Buffalo is they have some guys – they have a, some speed on the defense like Milano. Just, mm. They just have enough mm. speed on there that they can overcome some of the mistakes that, that Lamar Jackson is going to cause them to make
0: for sure. Right. For sure. I think It's going to be a high score affair. I don't think it's going to be like a 21, 19.
1: Okay. Washington at Dallas. I feel like I'm buying in into Cooper rush. Like why not? I got doubt. I have Dallas because the pressure that Dallas will be able to put on Wentz. Is gonna make him do. He he's gonna make so many mistakes. He does not handle pressure well.
0: No, no, he doesn't handle clean pockets particularly well either. No. He's he's. Just... <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll give me Dallas, which feels so strange. Uh, Jerry Jones is welcoming of any co- quarterback controversy that comes into his team.
1: Seattle, Detroit. I got Detroit.
0: I want to believe in what Seattle's going on but even they're abandoning the run now. Like they're having Geno throw it way too often and they just took yeah. Kenneth Walker with a decently premium pick so I don't know what they're waiting for with him. So I know who they're... you
1: got? You doing all that talking, you didn't say who you got.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to give some context. Like I can't I can't in good faith pick Seattle until I I see them do it against non-cooked Russell Wilson.
1: Okay. So who are you going with?
0: I can't remember who Seattle's playing now that you said it. Detroit. Detroit. Ah oh, man, I'm picking Detroit. Yeah, I'm picking Detroit. Oh. All right.
1: <laughs> Chargers. Houston.
0: Is Herbert gonna play? Like I is this the question we're gonna get every week now? Uh they have to beat Houston. They you can't lose to Jacksonville like that and then lose to Houston because Staley would be out of a job. Like you can't you can't lose to Houston. Give me the Chargers. All right.
1: I got Chargers, too. Tennessee, Colts.
0: Colts. I'm back in on
1: the Colts. I'm, you know what? I'm going to go with Tennessee. I don't know why. <laughs> I just, they're they running a the ball. And I'm not sure if the Colts will be able to stop them.
0: Yeah. I mean, I was high on the Colts defense coming into the year first couple of weeks
1: they're inconsistent
0: you're right yeah so i'm 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 i just don't
1: trust Tannehill like at all all right the malt the malt liquor gang chicago and the g-man
0: tied for first place bears somehow three weeks into the season That's, that's that's wild give
1: you got the bears
0: no, no they
1: <laughs> I don't know how they
0: won, too. Uh, truth be told, I am
1: going with the Giants. I am yeah, going with the
0: Giants. I am going with Dayball. I don't. That is yeah, a disgusting game, though. That's a disgusting game,
1: <laughs> especially with Shepherd. Even with Shepherd out, I've still, I still. I maybe this is a game that they force feed Kenny Galladay uh, before they trade him. I don't no. know.
0: It, does he have any value right now? Like, what's how does a guy who is like pretty good? Before we got to New York, just kind of fall off the face of the earth.
1: Understand? Here's why, man. Understand uh, uh, systems? Not every system fits everybody. Not every system fits everybody. Fair enough. All right, Jacksonville and Philly. I think there's going to be an interesting game.
0: That's a shockingly good game. Like that's it is. This is Doug Peterson revenge tour too. This is. Dougie P versus his old his old thing. Where is this game in Jacksonville or in Philly? It's in Philly. I'm going to take Jacksonville. I'm going to do the unthinkable. I'm going I'm to go with Philly. I
1: like their defense. Yeah, I like Philly's defense. All right. New York Jets versus Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Mr. Bisky.
0: Uh, I'm not picking them because I believe in Mitch. I'm picking them because I do not believe in the Jets. Same here. Yeah.
1: All right. Late game Arizona at Carolina.
0: We're getting real close to that Call of Duty release. I don't know. (laughs)
1: Wow. Oh, no, you didn't.
0: All right. I'll take Carolina but I don't feel great about or I'll yeah I'll take Carolina. I'll take Carolina.
1: I live in Carolina, I'm going with Carolina. <laughs> 17 and all uh,
0: Panthers coming up.
1: <laughs> Got a roof for the home team, brother. Um <laughs> New England, Green Bay, Denver, Las Vegas, Kansas City, Tampa Bay and the Los Angeles Rams versus the San Francisco 49ers. Out of all those games, one, two, three, four games, which one do you believe, Coley, is the most attractive game? You only have one television. You only have one channel to pick. Are you picking New England at Green Bay, Denver at, the, at, uh, at Vegas, Kansas City at Tampa Bay? or the Rams at San Francisco?
0: I would for sure pick Tampa versus Kansas City. Uh, it may be the last time we've seen Mahomes versus Brady, and that mm. for me means something. But if I'm trying to be entertained the most, I'm for sure picking Vegas versus Denver and seeing who manages to lose that one more hilariously. Uh, Nathaniel yeah. Hackett like needing to hire basically a dad to, to tell him when he can take time. I know, I
1: know Jerry like Rossberg. Jerry's actually a good dude. He's been around for a long time.
0: I have uh, no he, problems um, with him. It's two weeks yeah. into the season. You hire a brand new head coach and he's saying like, man, I need some help. That's a tough look.
1: I think that's a great look. Really? I would rather have someone. Yes. Would you rather have somebody that's going to fake it? Or you want to have somebody that says, you know what? I need help.
0: While I get what you're saying, I feel like that could have been sussed out during the preseason at least. Like, I don't think...
1: No, because this is his first... Here's the thing, man. It's his first gig. He doesn't know what he doesn't know. He's figuring it out as he's going and realizes, you know what? As a head coach, you have to manage everybody. And he's an offensive type of guy, too. So he's realizing, I got to do the game plan. I got to do the quarterbacks. And I got to do all this other stuff as well. I'm not saying it's
0: Most- a bad look for Hackett. I'm saying it's a bad look for the Broncos. Like, to...
1: It's just... I'm... I, I don't have a problem with it. I'd rather have someone, I'd rather have a man stand up and say, I don't know, than have a man out here faking it till I make it at my expense.
0: A thousand percent. That's where it like, I don't know what the, well, this is where it it comes down to. They hired Hackett, not really because they believed in him. They thought they were getting Aaron Rodgers. That's where that came in. They thought Hackett was going to lead them to get Rodgers. And so now they have this Hackett, Russell Wilson thing going on. And it's like, did they actually even believe in this coach to begin with? That's where I question Denver. Less so Hackett. Seems like a nice enough guy. Don't have any problems with him. Great
1: great dude. I love Den- Hackett.
0: Right. Denver's whole I, thought process is
1: more what I'm calling into question. Hey, I, I love a man that's going to sit up there and admit what his deficiencies are versus somebody that's going to act like they know what they're doing at the expense of someone else. 100% I'm, I, agree. I, I
0: agree with that. I, I don't,
1: and I know Ross Burchill. I know Ross is. He's a guy that's... Ultra, ultra serious. So you give him that consulting responsibility to do this, and he's gonna tell you, "Hey, that ain't a good look now."
0: So I like it's good, it. it's good to have people okay. like that. If he was this is my question then, if he was available, why doesn't why was why was he available then?
1: Well, he was available. He was a special teams coach for many years in in Baltimore. He retired. He was doing some other things. Gave him a call. That's why he was, he was doing some consulting on some other stuff as well. Gotcha. So what game um, would you have picked out of those four? Kansas city, Tampa Bay.
0: Because of the historical precedent or because of the other games aren't really that great.
1: I'm, I'm a novice, man. I love, I love, I, I love football. Right. I love old school stories. I love the, I love the old school look and I give Tom Brady the best quarterback in the league because he's 45 years old. He's still out there throwing dimes. So for me, I have to go with the old school dude. So, so I gotta go with the old school dude. Can this old man still play with the young man? And the answer is absolutely he can. Mm-hmm. Right? He processes in ways that he, he processes in ways that other people will give their kidney for. He do, he's able to do things in ways that other quarterbacks cannot do. Tom Brady understands confirming where to go with the ball where some other quarterbacks are discovering where to go at the snap of the ball. So I love Tom Brady and what he how he's come about it, how he's evolved, how he's changed. He still has that moxie. He's also allowing his who he really is to kind of show. You get to see his personality. So I I love seeing old school versus new school. So I'm excited to see that game when when I'm not. Go ahead.
0: Well, I was going to say, when you're talking about Brady like that, as a Patriots fan, it's like I wish something could have happened where you guys could have been on the field together at some point in your careers.
1: It, we came close, but – What do you mean? I, we came close. I, I, I became – I was orchestrating a trade that it, it was close, but it didn't, didn't happen.
0: When you were leaving Carolina. Yeah. So you were the Patriots like one on your list?
1: Uh, my, uh, there were some things that was happening. So there were, there were a few teams. They were one of the teams. Damn. There was like two, well, I was with Under Armour at the time and there were about two colors, uh, two or three color schemes that they were working out in case I got traded. The team that ended up, the team that Dave Gettleman allowed me to seek, um, uh, permission to talk to were, um, the San Francisco 49ers. I didn't want, I didn't, I didn't want to go to San Francisco.
0: Right, right, so, so he wouldn't allow the Patriots, is what you're saying
1: uh they didn't um, it wasn't permission i I knew when I went to Baltimore, they told me that they had heard I was on a, a trade block, but they weren't sure if the team was serious, so they didn't really go out there and um so it, it was an opportunity, but it didn't it, it, it just didn't work out. that would have been all time It'd have been cool <laughs> agreed.
0: Yeah. Um, another reason for me to uh, not love Dave Gettleman. That's, that's tough I, was, I was looking,
1: I was, I was looking at apartments in Foxborough. All I, right. I had some stuff cause Here's Damien, a Damien Lewis was, uh, was on a, was at, he had got cut. Okay. And so he had gave me, uh, he had gave me some places to look at that was around the facility and some places to rent. So I had like three or four places that we were looking at, um, that I was already orchestrating, um, um some some places to rent while while I was out there. While I was going to go to some of those teams.
0: Yeah, this is this is gonna hurt people. This is gonna Patriot fans are gonna be gonna be hurt by hearing that.
1: But hey, it happens.
0: Yeah, life goes on.
1: Well, for our first show, man, I really enjoyed it. This is awesome. Looking forward to it. Water, Get water your slide game. Steve. game.
0: People are gonna be all in on Water Slide Steve. <laughs> Oh, my God. Episode one. It was a roaring success. That's my take. Yeah, it was great.
1: Well, I appreciate it. Hey, I'm Steve Smith Sr. And you are?
0: Coley Mick. Cut to it. We'll see y'all next week.